This is Tracy Velt, Editor-in-Chief of Content for Real Trends. We're speaking to the top brokers in the country to take a peek at how they built their businesses. We'll talk about lessons learned, personal passions, and their top strategies for recruiting and retaining productive agents. Today, we're speaking with Budge Husky, CEO of Premier Sotheby's International Realty in Florida. Welcome, Budge. Thank you so much, Tracy. Great to be with you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So we'll start with an easy one. Tell me a little bit about how you got started in the business and um, kind of ultimately came to run Premier Sotheby's, which I know is not your first rodeo. So. <laughs> Certainly, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I was. Uh, I always say, uh, I've, even though I've technically been in the business for 35 years, it's been a lifetime because I grew up in the business. My father was a uh, realtor and developer for 60 years before he passed in the Orlando market. And so, you know, my first jobs, of course, were cleaning the branch office, putting up signs, all those types of things. And, and uh, but uh, like a lot of people that are second or third generation, uh, uh, brokers, you know, initially the last thing they want to do is to get into real estate because they grew up in it. So uh, like them, I went to college. I decided I'd go to graduate school and get my MBA. It was a path to do something other than real estate. And uh, and some of that was related to an internship I went in London to uh, uh, to work with a firm there. So that was the path. And then my father and I got to talking and I said, well, you know, maybe, maybe this is a unique opportunity. We'd regret if we didn't work together. So I I came back to Central Florida and uh, and started with the firm in uh, in '84 and worked with him for 14 years before uh, deciding that I um, needed to strike out on my own. So I left there, went to uh, Cobble Banker as a branch manager, and uh, at that time it was a corporate-owned shop. And uh, three years later, I was a regional. Three years later, I was president of Florida. Three years later, I was uh, EVP of NRT uh, over the southeast. And then three years after that, they asked me to take over as CEO of the uh, of the global franchise brand, which I did, which took me to New Jersey for six years. So it's a great opportunity, great experience, um, wouldn't trade it for the world, but um, became increasingly certain uh, that my desire that I really wanted to be back in the brokerage business and I really wanted to be back in Florida. And so um, the opportunity came up with a person whom I'd worked with in the past who was running Premier Sotheby's to come down and be the succession plan. That was three years ago, and and uh, just uh, couldn't be happier to be where I am now. Well, great. You work in threes, so that's interesting. <laughs> it, it, it seems to be the case. Yeah. So um, obviously you have a lot of experience in the industry, so the lessons learned have got to be plentiful, but let's go through just maybe your two top lessons learned well. Um, you know, building your brokerage or or working in the business. Sure, and and you're right. It is hard to pick just two. Most of them are painful, but they are great learning experiences. Uh, the first uh, the first one, though, I'd say may sound overly simplistic, but I I believe it's the most important, and that is simply people, not stuff. You know, over decades in this business, I realized that so much of the energy and resources invested in strategy and programs and tools are really merely an attempt to compensate for not having the right people in the first place. Um, I mean, not that everything I mention isn't necessary. You have to have that in running any organization, but rather that if you simply have the right people in leadership at all levels of the organization, it's amazing how good things just happen organically without being forced or micromanaged. Um, I Increasingly, I, I realize that Excessive accountability is 
really a statement of lack of confidence or trust in the people around you. And so that's reflected in how we run our organization. And, and we're just not that type of company that drills everything in uh, because that tells me that we didn't have the right person. Um, the second lesson among many is that at the end of the day, um, culture is the greatest competitive advantage. You know, the, the true value of any company or brand for that matter is the consistency of the con consumer experience and levels of service. And, you know, I, I found that it's only possible through creating a, a culture of high expectations and having very clear and very high standards. Um, you know, there's so many great brokers out there in the business today, but too much of the industry, at least in my opinion, has become the Wild West where people literally run from standards. There's no oversight or responsibility to others. It's the customer comes last. And, uh, you know, that doesn't mean the organizations aren't financially successful because many of them are, and there's no right business model. But the day I can't run an organization of quality where people are proud to be associated is the day I make the decision to retire from real estate. Okay. Yes, definitely great lessons. So uh, every entrepreneur has some type of aha moment um, as they grow through the business. What was yours? What was one that really stands out to you? Yeah, again, um, there are many. Uh, but, but among, I will say that one stands out, and, and that is uh, a lesson from the Great Recession. Um, you know, I was running Florida at the time and had 150 offices, 5,000 agents, and you know, this was in 2005, which the market began turning here in the middle of that year. You know, I gathered all our leadership uh, team together at that time and, you know, made the statement that the world was about to change. Uh, obviously, I didn't realize how much it would change at the time. But that the idea of judging our success by sheer number of branch offices and agents, that those days were over. From now on, it was all about agent productivity it was about company dollar, and it was about quality. And, uh, and, and that was a fundamental shift in how I viewed the business because before then, it was just acquisition, acquisition. Let's make it as large as we possibly can. And, um, and now my attitude is, is very different. And since that day, you know, I've never once given a management team a headcount goal for a number of associates recruiting because – it's really about cultural fit. It's about LTM volume hired and kind of the incremental company dollar that we get from bringing in more talent in the organization. Bigger is not always better when it comes to real estate. Yeah, that is definitely true, and it transitions well into my next question, um, which is, you know, obviously building a business is generally done with a strategic mix of organic growth and then mergers and acquisitions. So when talking about Premier Sotheby's, um, tell me a little bit about your growth plan uh, since the time you started, and did you make a big growth leap in one particular year, or has it been progressive growth? So the organization was clearly here before I arrived, and I would say the greatest, um, the greatest spurt of growth, uh, at least geographically, would have come in 2015 before my arrival in 2016, where we entered several new markets, um, several, you know, what we consider to be very strong growth markets for the future. So um, I can't take credit for that expansion. However, 
I will take some pride in the fact that the greatest growth in per-person productivity and our bottom line actually occurred after my arrival. And we'll, we continue to seek out you know, acquisition candidates where uh, it makes sense, but, um, but primarily we're, we're going to go through uh, organic means as we find very few firms fit our profile in terms of uh, who we are, how we run our business, our focus on luxury sales, and, and for that matter, our, our culture. Uh, and so, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, our hope, we hope to do maybe one or two a year, uh, but it's going to be just every day trying to find the best individual professional. Okay. So what are some lessons learned trying to figure out the recruiting puzzle? Um, everybody approached it a little bit different. I think it's a reflection of the business model that they run. So, again, it's one of these things where I'm, I don't necessarily believe there's one right or wrong way to approach it, but based on ours, um, it is very individualized. It is very targeted because we are a company that generally doesn't hire someone who's new to the business, only experienced professionals. So for that reason, um, you know, the, the traditional kind of path of a one-step or two-step that people talk about in recruiting presentations and all that really isn't necessarily applicable. Our average path with a professional that we bring on, it could be five, ten 15 meetings over years in order to uh, to reach a point where it, it occurs. And so for that reason, um, you know, we, we, we kind of look at other attempts. You know, we all get a million emails in our inbox every day from firms that literally blast out to everybody in the world, like everybody's invited to join their firm, and we're going to give you this. Um, we, we just look at that as that is the opposite of what we want to be. We want to approach this as that this is a one-on-one relationship. Uh, it is very individualized in terms of the business plan to take them to the next level. And, uh, and, and we want to have a degree of exclusivity because it's not simply a one-way decision uh, in, in, in this process. Yeah, that makes so much sense, and it really ties in with your culture. So I, I understand that strategy would really work well okay. for you. Um, in business, obviously, there are challenges and opportunities. So we're going to start with your where you see the greatest challenge in business in the real estate industry today. Um, again, it's going to be different by company and by design, but because we run a company – that invest incredibly um, uh, incredible amount of resources into marketing and support platforms. I think the greatest challenge that we have is is maintaining that that degree of value proposition where we bring so much to the table in a world of declining margins. Because um, bottom line is, people naturally want it all, and increasingly with each year something has to give because you can't give top commission splits and give the strongest value proposition as it relates to support staff and programs and marketing. And so constantly trying to figure out what the right balance of that is is a, is a struggle every single day. Yeah, and definitely. And with challenges, obviously there comes opportunities. So where do you see the most opportunity in the real estate um, brokerage business today. Well, yeah, I, I think it relates to the, um, the the last question of yours is 
because if if margins are constantly under pressure, you're required to find alternative um, lines of revenue. And so, you know, that's something that we all tend to do, some that's easier than others based on how they're built. But for us, it's expanding uh, even more so into new development marketing, expanding our rentals program into other regions, uh, expanding commercial and related services such as mortgage and title. Ultimately, um, you know, it's, it certainly isn't new. It's been, it's been the platform for years as everybody's increasingly a real estate service organization and not simply a brokerage. Right, definitely. So we're going to uh, transition to some more personal questions now. So what or who inspires you? Um, I, I will tell you that every day I'm inspired by, uh, by our agents um, because I see what they do and their commitment and their passion and the level of professionalism they have. And, and, I, you know, and, I'm, and I, I look at so many of them say they, they are infinitely better agents than I ever was when I was selling. Um, but beyond that, um, I will always state that for, um, even though he hasn't been with me for many years, my father uh, remains a, a real source of inspiration. Um, you know, he, uh, he was not only the best salesperson I ever knew, but he understood uh, a, an absolute fundamental of real estate that it is about people and it is about uh, making people feel special. It's, it's a degree of empathy. It is, uh, it is just understanding where opportunities were and incredible persistence and perseverance. And uh, every day I attempt, although I may not succeed, in channeling uh, what he was. Yeah, definitely. So um, my last question is I find that with a lot of entrepreneurs – or business people, small, you know, small or large business owners even, that a childhood or teenage experience really shaped the person they are today. What was that experience for you? Well, I'll have to narrow it to something that is suitable for a public audience. Let's, uh, let's start <laughs> with that. But, uh, um, I, you know, I, I'm going to say I don't know that there's any one particular thing. I, I do believe that everybody's ultimately influenced or, uh, you know, that uh, by, by others and and. and for me, it was probably those who were willing to challenge me, and uh, because I, you know, in my youth, I'm going to admit I was very much a rebel and a uh, massive underachiever is the best way to describe me. And it was a couple of uh, teachers along the way who, who I look back and I think they they cared enough not to allow that to sit, but to challenge me, call it to my face that I was underachieving and that I was capable of doing so much more, and then went beyond to help me uh, get where I could be. And, you know, it really opened my eyes as to how people, and we all tend to limit ourselves. And, you know, looking back now, it's really hard, especially, you know, with my career path and everything that's done, and I've been blessed beyond measure and worked very hard for it. So it's hard for me to look back and believe that that was my mindset at one point, um, because now I realize after all these years I'm, I'm more like my father than I ever uh, probably would have been willing to admit uh, in years back. So it is, it is ultimately for me, I love people when people challenge me. Yeah. 
That that's really an interesting story because I never would have guessed that about you either. So so yeah, <laughs> looking at the leader that I've seen through the years. So well, that, that's so we'll, fine, but uh, but absolutely <laughs> true. Oh well, Budge, thank you so much for joining the Real Trends podcast. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to do so. Always a privilege, and uh, look forward to seeing you at Gathering of Eagles. <laughs> 